Dr. Khalidi, Mr. Clausen, dear members of the American Embassy, dear colleagues, and dear students. Dr. Khalidi, we're very honored that you have come to the Theodore High School to share with us your wisdom and experience. We're also grateful to the U.S. Embassy for making this event possible. For those who don't know Dr. Khalidi, he was educated in India, Britain, and the United States. His interests are in the sociology of politics, economic mobility of ethnic groups, and nationalism. He is the author of Indian Muslims Since Independence and edited Hyderabad After the Fall. Dr. Khalidi. Good morning. I'm truly delighted to be here in your high school. And um, in many ways, uh, it reminds me of uh, the, some of the high schools where we have uh, multicultural, multireligious, uh, multi-ethnic uh, students in um, MIT, my own institution, fully 18% of the students uh, at MIT, America's top-notch uh, university, are people from outside of the U.S. This is not to include the children of immigrant parents who were born raised in the U.S. So MIT is a very multi-ethnic, multi-religious um, campus to be at. Um, I am uh, grateful to the uh, embassy uh, for inviting me here, and I'm grateful to the school for welcoming us here to give a talk about uh, American Muslim life and what it means to as Muslims, as well as to the rest of the American population. So what I'm going to do is to show a, uh, a thin slice of American Muslim life, and by extension also talk about how Islam is seen by Americans at large. Am I too slow? Am I, uh, are you able to understand me? Yes. Good, 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 good. Wonderful. Okay, okay. Uh, as you know, America was founded on religious liberty. That is the foundation stone of uh, the new country, the new nation of America, because people were fleeing from England uh, because of religious persecution and found religious liberty in America. So that is a very important principle of American civilization. Secondly, America is a land of immigrants. Everybody has been an immigrant from somewhere or the other, except for uh, Native Americans. Just about everybody has come from a different part of the world altogether. But uh, it is also true that uh, these people, uh, having come from various places uh, in the world, are also very deeply religious at the same time. In other words, uh, there is a great deal of uh, diversity within uh, people in America in terms of Christianity itself, for instance. There are numerous denominations. If you don't like the church that your parents were that you were born into, you can always go and found a new church and start your own denomination. So there is freedom 
all over. There is freedom to believe, freedom not to believe, or change your mind anytime you want, and so forth. The state does not interfere at all, one way or the other. It doesn't ask you to believe, it, doesn't, it does not ask you not to believe, it's entirely up to you what you want to do. And uh, the third thing is that uh, the laws in the United States um, guarantee religious freedom by the federal government to everyone. But at the smaller level of government, if you want to build a mosque, you don't have to ask anybody's permission other than the city government. And most often, there is no problem whether you want to build a uh, synagogue, a Jewish place of worship, a mosque, or whatever uh, other religious group that you happen to be. That is, I think, a very, uh, the basic principles of what America is all about. And as you know, um, these are not just things on the paper, but these are live, dynamic principles that are followed no matter what has happened. Uh, so that uh, immigration continues, people coming uh, from all over the United States, um, skilled people, semi-skilled people, people with no skills, families getting re reunited and so forth, so that this is a country that is still uh, is a land of immigrants in many ways. And um, now I want to turn then to the situation of Muslims in America and show their um, places of worship, how diverse they are, how similar they are, or uh, whether they, uh, the Muslims in America want to integrate into the American society or do they want to stand apart or do they want to mix a little or not mix. So there's a whole range of issues there that we can talk about. But let me give you now a, a bit of a background of Islam in America. Today, um, uh, it is estimated that there are over 2,000 mosques in America, um, out of which a little over 100 were, were built for the purpose of the mosque. A large number of mosques uh, were earlier schools, churches, warehouses, and whatever other buildings were available are sold to the community and then converted into mosques. But about a hundred, a little over a hundred, are built from the beginning as mosques. And those are the ones that I will show you the pictures of. And it illustrates, it shows you the diversity within Muslims. So, Muslims began to come to the United States since the 19th century when Ottoman Empire was breaking up. And uh, so you had uh, communities of Muslims and Christians uh, from the Middle East coming to um, all over U.S., but uh, also in some of the smaller Midwestern states so that you find Arab-American communities in Dearborn, Michigan, in um, Iowa, Midwest of the U.S., and then uh, late 19th century, early 20th century, you find people, uh, Muslims from India, also coming via Canada by boats and so forth. So in California, you find Muslim communities from India dating back to the 19th century, early 20th century. So uh, these were the beginning of uh, Muslim presence in America, although 
it is uh, now recorded that um, a large number of African American slaves were in fact Muslim and many of them retained their Islamic faith. Uh, in, um, in Deep South, in uh, North Carolina, I happened to see a mosque in which, uh, which dates from late 18th century and has a Quran, the Islamic scripture, preserved from that time in Arabic. So it is an indication of how deep Islam is in America. In the 1960s, a large number of African Americans uh, began to embrace Islam, become Muslim, because they uh, found it to be uh, something that appeals to them spiritually. So, large number of Africans, uh, African Americans became Muslim. Then in the 1960s, uh, late 1960s, I think 1965, there was a famous um, landmark immigration laws were changed uh, to allow people from just about every part of the globe to uh, immigrate to U.S. So you had a large number of immigrants from Pakistan, Bangladesh, India, and so forth. So uh, then again, because of all the problems and troubles in the Middle East, you had uh, migration from the Middle Eastern countries, Turkey, Iran, um, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, just about every country. So that today there are, um, I'd say, th three main uh, ethnic slash national groups of uh, Muslims in America. One would be the African Americans, about 30%, and uh, another good 30% uh, or so would be Muslims from the subcontinent of uh, Bangladesh, India, and Pakistan followed by people from the Middle East. Uh, Muslims from the Middle East actually are smaller uh, in numbers than compared to the ones from African Americans and Indians, Pakistanis, and Bangladesh. Here and there in New York, you will find even um, Muslims from Sri Lanka, formerly known as Ceylon, uh, uh, so that you have people from just about everywhere. Uh, it is said at the time of Hajj, you see the greatest diversity of Muslims in one place for two or three days. But in the United States, you will find that same diversity reflected 365 days of the year, throughout the year. So it is an astoundingly rich community in terms of its ethnic, religious, uh, ethnic and cultural diversity. All of the Muslim immigrants speak um, English fluently. Many of them, uh, majority of them, uh, have uh, college degrees, so that they come from, uh, they are in the mainstream of the national economy. They, you will find engineers, doctors, um, people who are scientists who are running businesses people who are in IT, information technology. So Muslims in the United States uh, are an upwardly mobile group who are uh, uh, upper middle class for the most part. So that um, you don't find people who um, are uh, in less rewarding jobs and positions. So Muslims comprise a very dynamic, 
productive part of the workforce in the U.S. And uh, these people, when they came, obviously they came not to propagate Islam or to build mosques. They came because they wanted better life and better future for themselves. But also once uh, your uh, immediate economic needs are met, you've obtained a college degree, you have uh, raised a family, now it's time to start thinking of building mosques. So in the beginning there were mosques that were um, in schools, in uh, college campuses and so forth. But now uh, gradually uh, Muslims began to build mosques. And there are three main approaches to build mosques. One would be, and I'll show you by examples, uh, first I'll say a few things. One would be a mosque that would be transplanted completely in terms of the domes, the arches, and all the features uh, that come in a traditional mosque, let's say in Bosnia, in uh, Egypt, in Turkey, in Pakistan, in India, in Egypt, whatever the countries that we come from. So you transplant it in complete uh, traditional uh, way. The second approach was people realized that we are in America, we want to integrate with the rest of the society, so we want to build a mosque that is in harmony with the rest of the built environment that is, uh, in other words, it blends in with the rest of the uh, built uh, buildings. A third approach would say that we want to build a mosque that complies with the requirements of the Sharia. In other words, to build a mosque is only very small uh, conditions. All you have to have is flat, rectangular space facing Mecca with a niche or a mihrab in the middle so that the uh, imam stands there to lead the salat, lead the namaz, whatever is the right word for some of you. So, um, the requirements of mosque buildings are very simple because our Prophet Muhammad Wasallam's mosque, the first mosque, Masjid al-Nabawi, for instance, was his own home, which was a flat rectangular space with a niche or a mihrab facing Mecca.